On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, February 4th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with us as well, ready to break down the Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, This is a bigger Friday card than normal, and get used to this now in this uh, season with, I think, because of the fact we're trying to catch up uh, and get a lot of games in that were rescheduled. Of course, there was the two-week Olympic break. You're seeing a Friday and a Sunday slate this weekend with way more games than normal. And I think that's going to become the norm uh, moving forward. Uh, I want to mention, too, this is a great thing to see for if you're a hockey fan from a national TV perspective because you're going to have an ABC game Saturday afternoon. You could bitch about the quality of the game, Blackhawks, Flyers. I mean, they picked this before the season. I mean, they thought it was going to be a pretty good hockey game, but obviously both teams have been disappointing this year. That's your ABC Saturday afternoon game, and they're going to have a Saturday afternoon ABC game the rest of the season. And there's going to be, starting this Sunday, a TNT game every Sunday, and in even some instances, two TNT games on a Sunday. But that will begin this Sunday. TNT has got the uh, Dallas-Minnesota game uh, Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So you're going to have national TV hockey both Saturday and Sunday uh, for the rest of the regular season, ABC Saturday, TNT Sunday. And that's on top of... ESPN showing a game Thursday night, TNT still having their Wednesday night game or sometimes a double header on Wednesday nights. So uh, that's good from a national TV perspective. We're going to see the number of games uh, increase. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Alex, uh, certainly that's a good thing. And uh, what did you think of last night? Yeah, no, it's a wonderful thing. And then, of course, you will see NHL Network here in the States pick up more games as well. Of course, they have Hockey Night in Canada coverage here for the U.S. But uh, this is a great time of year, obviously, to watch games. You're going to see more and more. Uh, the network's picking up. And I don't know if ESPN has a lot of flexibility with what they pick up late in the year. It's not like how it was with uh, with NBC. They can kind of just pick up any game uh, within the last two months and, and broadcast it any given night. Obviously, ESPN's got NBA and other stuff and, you know, March Madness as well. So uh, it's great to see them kind of fit games in even with everything else going on in the sports landscape. But as far as last night goes, uh, you know, it was interesting. Like I said, I kind of took a night off from betting because I had been on a bit of a cold streak. But obviously watched that Hawks game. I uh, did not think that the Hawks were going to pull that one out. I mean, you know, have that uh, explosive of first period tied to two, and then nothing really happened in the second. They go into OT and then get the winner there. Uh, Edmonton, once again, it's a game. You got to, you know, okay, you got a point in the standings. That's important. But you got to get two points out, out, out of these bad teams if you're going to, you know, get yourself back into the, the race. We know how tight the Pacific Division is going to be the rest of the way. That's a night where you're supposed to get two points and, and, and take care of, of, a, of a bad Hawks team in regulation. Uh, the Wilds with the crazy game, they come back and win five to four over a Philadelphia team. Once again, a game where you're supposed to put the put, it, put the team away and get two points out of it. 
should not have been that difficult uh, for, for the Wild to pull off that, that game. So they've still got things they need to work on. Those are the two games I watched uh, on the night that kind of stuck out with me. You know what? For Minnesota, the, the, the struggles for Cam Talbot did not go away. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of those goals he probably should have stopped. Thank goodness the offense and Ryan Hartman uh, in particular bailing him out. Great game from him, including a couple of goals uh, for that uh, victory against the Flyers. And didn't look good at one point, but they rallied back. Flyers have, do you know how many games Flyers have blown leads this year? It's really amazing. And another one last night, uh, they end up losing 5-4 uh, to the Minnesota Wild. It's been their season in a nutshell. But uh, look, if you're Minnesota, and they're actually in action again tonight. They're playing the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, certainly, you're, you, this is a part, portion of your schedule where you looked at it back-to-back with Buffalo and, of course, Philadelphia last night. A chance to get off the schneid and get back on track. Certainly, uh, they did that last night. It wasn't pretty, uh, but they got a win that they desperately needed. Yeah, and I I'm, I was stunned that they didn't go with Cockenham last night and go with Talbot tonight. I mean, these are, you know, two struggling teams, but obviously Buffalo is the worst of the two. Give Talbot the softer game to let him kind of build his confidence back up. I think that's the way that Everson should be looking at it moving forward. Cockenham's clearly the number one guy in my book, uh, and, and Talbot needs to kind of work back to get to that spot. Give him some of those games, you know, against some of those weaker teams to let him build that confidence back yeah, no question about that. Uh, so, and how about Montreal for me last night? And I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but it, it was we we kind of had that sense Montreal was in a pretty good situation. Calgary after two massive wins against Minnesota, and look who they had on deck: Colorado Saturday night, big big matchup there on Hockey Night in Canada. And sure enough, they were lethargic and pretty much outplayed for a majority of that game by the Canadians. Canadians win in overtime 5-4, and the same damn thing happened to Colorado, uh, losing to Arizona. For the second straight time, they play the Coyotes. They lose to the Coyotes. And I thought that would be different, Alex, because Colorado lost to Arizona the last time they played them. It snapped their home win streak. I thought even with the Calgary game Saturday, they'd be focused on Arizona and find a way to beat them. Did not happen. Uh, Got to give Arizona credit. Arizona been a competitive outfit you know, the last several games and Calgary obviously fell prey to the same spot that they have the big game with Colorado, two massive wins against Minnesota. You got an out of conference game against little old lowly Montreal. And sure enough, they kind of played down to it. Yeah. And that's the thing you're going to see this in uh, the second half of the season. You're going to see teams have flat spots. You're going to see where bad teams just clearly have some kind of advantage over a good team, you know, uh, Arizona, they, they're able to step up and play well against uh Colorado team, something that most teams in the league can't say. So, you know, as bad of a year as they're having, at least they can, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, take that as a consolation that you're beating one of the best teams in the league on a regular basis when you play them uh, and, and be, happen to be in your division as well. So, you know, that's why we, we, we take people to tread lightly to, you know, as far as laying money with these huge money line favorites, even with a, in regulation, uh, because you will have some nights where even the best teams do kind of uh, slump off a bit and, and you see a big underdog cash. And we saw two of them. I mean, who, who in the chat can say it without lying, obviously, that had a Montreal and Arizona money line parlay last night? Anybody? It's like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Anyone? Anyone? No, we'll be waiting there for a, a long period of time, I'm sure, for anyone to answer that, uh, that they did have one. But uh, I had one of the two, at least, Montreal, so it was good to see them uh, come through last night. Hopefully we can come through with our bets tonight on this Friday NHL card. So uh, let's get to it. We'll start it off with the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. We've got the uh, Rangers, minus 160, minus 165 home favorites, total six shaded to the over in this one. 
the Rangers obviously needed a bounce back after a couple of losses over the weekend, Pittsburgh and Vancouver, uh, back-to-back losses for the Rangers. They did bounce back with a, a nice victory against St. Louis, although nearly the end of the second period uh, sunk the Rangers. I can't explain what happened there, but it was, it was not pretty, obviously, what happened uh, toward the end of that game. We saw the uh, Rangers obviously give up a 2-0 lead. Bang, bang, bang. Three goals for the Blues late in the second period, but the Rangers rescued themselves, had a much better third period, and they ended up coming away with a 5-3 victory to snap their two-game losing streak. Now they'll play the Devils uh, tonight. Devils, since the uh, All-Star break, I've mentioned it, they got Jesper Bratt, Dougie Hamilton, they got their entire lineup essentially uh, healthy again, pretty much. I mean, Miles Wood's been out all year, so that's the one guy they still miss, but most of the forward group now is healthy. They have Dougie Hamilton back, so the blue line is healthy. And boy, they've been scoring goals uh, and scoring them in bunches since the All-Star break. And that's really the bet I'm going to look at here. I've talked about this ad nauseum, the Jersey New Jersey Devils team totals right now. That's what I'm going to look at here in this game. It's two and a half. It's minus 120. It's not a bad price whatsoever. I only need them to get to three goals. Now, we probably are going to see uh, Igor Shosturkin, and that's going to obviously complicate matters in terms of New Jersey scoring. But you look at recent head-to-head with the Rangers, Devils have had no problem finding at least three goals uh, against this Rangers team. And one of the, Now, some of those were Georgiev. It's important to point that out. A couple of those starts, Devils versus Rangers head-to-head did have Georgiev in net. But the last time they faced the Rangers with Shosturkin in net, they did score three goals, New Jersey. Uh, in that game and this is always that spot where when the rangers are bigger favorites you know sometimes we do see them kind of play down out of the competition and you know the devils still have issues in goal with consistency one night to the next dawes and gillies until they get blackwood and bernier back the defense still struggles and they can give up goals but i'm not going to argue with the offense since the all-star break hughes has been terrific brat's been awesome Heeshear has played well. Uh, Sharon Govich has scored goals. Zaka scored a big goal the other night against Columbus. Uh, New Jersey as a team, they put up six against Pittsburgh, five against Chicago, seven against Vancouver, and three against Columbus uh, since the All-Star break. So three goals or more in every game, and all I need is three from them to cash this team total. So for me, New Jersey team total over two and a half tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Devils, Rangers. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the best play on the board as far as this game goes. Uh, I don't don't like laying uh, this price of the Rangers at home. Like this is the team that I've cashed good money with as a dog, but as, as a favorite, and especially even like I said on the money line, you still be laying about $1.10, $1.15. Uh, they've just been up and down and 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 kind of playing to their competition a little bit. This is a game that screams 5-3 to me, but the way that the Rangers have kind of been in form in and out, uh, like I said, the Devils are the team that, you know, kind of have the, the hot hand as far as offense goes. So uh, I'd just ride them, go with their team total as opposed to looking at the full game over six because if the Rangers don't get out to a hot start, New Jersey gets to a lead, they try to clamp things down a bit. Uh, especially knowing how shaky their goaltending is, that, that defense tries to step up and, you won't see a lot of puck movement. won't see a lot of opportunities for either team. So uh, I would recommend Devils team total. It's definitely staying away from a full game side or total. Yeah, I actually have a smaller bet too over basically New Jersey to score a goal in the first period, uh, which is over 0.5 minus 145 is what you can find with that uh, at multiple books. Got to lay a little juice, but they've scored at least a goal in the first period in every game as well uh, since yeah. the all-star break. So kind of gotten off to those starts where they've taken the opposition by surprise. Look at how they jumped on Pittsburgh. Remember one of our bet casts. I remember that was, it was not this past Tuesday, but the previous Tuesday 
And we were on that betcast there, and wow. We were just our, our jaws dropped to the floor seeing what New Jersey up two nothing and it got to four nothing before Pittsburgh finally scored. So I think they could find the back of the net in the opening period. Yeah, and the first period over would be a good look too. I'm not trying to lay a dollar forty because the Rangers have been one of the worst teams in the spot and they burned me the other night with against St. Louis. So uh I said, you know, you're taking some of the risk out by just relying on New Jersey to get a goal. But I, I would look for a first period total adjusted in game, uh, if there's nothing scored in the first three or four minutes. Somebody mentioned in the chat. Yeah, and um, I will add the I only if just, uh, if Georgiev's in net because we actually haven't had a confirmation yet for the Rangers that Shosturkin is in net. We haven't seen that confirmed yet. So if it is Georgiev, I'll probably pile on the over full game as well uh, because we've seen last time Georgiev is in, was in net, we saw what the final score was against Vancouver, 5-2. A game goes over the total uh, against the uh, Canucks in that game. We did finally see a Shosturkin over the last start, but... Prior to that, I think it was six straight starts with Shesterkin had gone under the total uh, in Rangers games. So keep an eye on that. I think it'll be Shesterkin, but obviously we haven't had that announced and confirmed as of yet. All right, next up, we've got Detroit. And by the way, you know the goal scorer props and the points props I'd be looking at for Jersey. I've talked about them every game. Bratt, obviously. Hughes, obviously. Sharon Govich, you know, the usual that I've mentioned in previous New Jersey games. Maybe sprinkle on some props to score a goal or some points props with those guys. Wouldn't kill you to go to Jack Hughes over one and a half points again uh, because plus 200 you'll get a great price with that and he's gotten two points or more in four of the last five games uh, for the Devils all right Detroit Tampa Bay we've got Tampa Bay minus 265 home favorite six and a half the total and this one this is a full game over that I like uh, tonight Red Wings and Lightning even at six and a half because you probably have a situation here for the Lightning where it's Brian Elliott uh, in net tonight after uh 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 not uh, Vasilevsky, there we go. Got to remember all of a sudden, whew, a little moment where your mind goes blank. But there you go. A Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay uh, was in that last night against Pittsburgh. Uh, that was a hideous game from Tampa Bay. Like that was a deserving, you got your ass kicked performance against the Penguins last night. Pittsburgh had the puck all night. They heavily shot, outshot Tampa Bay all night. They uh, had the play in the offensive zone most of the night over this Lightning team. Lightning really didn't generate a whole lot. That was a very good game, top to bottom, by the Penguins. They capitalized with the power play in the first period. Crosby scores. They get the early goal before that. They have a good five-on-five -five play. They shut down Tampa Bay. They kept Tampa Bay's power play, for the most part, pretty quiet. Good goaltending from Tristan Jari. I mean, it was just a complete game from the Penguins last night, and not a good one for Tampa. And you could tell it was bothering them that they just couldn't get anything going. Their performance, Alex, last night against uh, Pittsburgh, it was like Toronto against Buffalo the other night. It looked like they just couldn't get anything going. They couldn't skate. They couldn't generate any chances. They couldn't generate any speed through the neutral zone. And that's that's Tampa Bay we're talking about, you know, a team that's usually got no trouble doing that. Uh, but they definitely had trouble doing that. Yeah, Cooper gets thrown out of the game, Rich. You're right. Bar barking at Wes McCauley of all referees. One of the nicer refs, one of the more friendly refs, one of the better refs in the NHL. And he gets tossed by Wes McCauley of all people. I mean, talk about that's when you know you've had a bad night. That's when you know you've had a bad night as a as a head coach. When Wes McCauley, one of the best in the business, is kicking you out of the game uh, for flapping your gums too much. Uh, that's when you know you've had a rough night at the office for uh, John Cooper last night. But uh, no question, rough game uh, for uh, Tampa Bay last night. You would think they're in a good bounce back spot here. Uh, Detroit has been hemorrhaging goals lately. Uh, the defensive play has not been great. Nadalkovich has struggled too, but I think more of it is because the play in front of him has been so lackluster. 
And this feels like a spot where usually when Tampa Bay has a bad game, next game they come out roaring and they put a four or five spot uh, on the board uh, against you. I could definitely see that here uh, in this game tonight. A lot of trends point to that. Tampa Bay is 5-0-1 on the second night of back-to-back games this year. 4-0-1 off a loss on the second night of back-to-back games. 6-0 to the over on the second night of back-to-back games this year, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, So I definitely think it sets up well for them. Uh, Off a loss, they average almost uh, four goals per game, 3.8. So you're going to probably count on them to get four goals tonight against this Red Wings team. Detroit has allowed three, ten, five, seven goals in uh, four of their last five games. They held the Rangers to two. That was it. You know, so they have definitely had some issues defensively of late. I think Tampa Bay will find the back of the net uh, a bunch of times, but I think Detroit will contribute to the scoring as well. You know, they are finding the back of the net with Larkin and Bertuzzi and Raymond's been great. Uh, Zadina started to chip in offensively for them. Uh, They have definitely had some good offense and the power play has been clicking for Detroit last seven games. They have scored a power play five of the last seven games. And don't look now the Tampa Bay penalty kill has not been great. Uh, as of late, they've given up five power play goals uh, in their last five games. That's not good. So I think you'll get enough goals from both teams to send it over six and a half. Uh, that's the way I'm going in this one. A lot of money on Detroit. People see in Tampa Bay kind of up and down lately. Detroit's been this giant killer. They just beat Carolina at home the other night. I don't hate taking a, a shot with Detroit. I'd take Detroit plus the price before I lay anything with Tampa, even in a bounce back spot. Detroit has been giant killers this year, and they seem to get up for games against these kind of teams. So lean Detroit. I might even sprinkle just a small couple of bucks on them, but I like the over more than anything else here. Alex, uh, Detroit, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I like this over as well, but this is one I feel like you can wait and get a better price with. I don't think we're going to see a lot of scoring super fast. Uh, like I said, you know, we've been kind of seeing Detroit, you know, it's kind of a, a more staggered attack. Obviously, they're not going to just try and, and roll out the puck and, and and go heads up with Tampa Bay. They'll, they'll get themselves in trouble quickly doing that. But uh, Tampa Bay, they've won 17 of the last 18 meetings uh, against Detroit at home. That's a, a hell of a run considering these two teams have been division rivals for quite some time as well. So, uh, like I said, with them in the bounce back spot, Tampa definitely seemed like the side, but like I said, you can't lay anything in, in, of good value there. So I'm going to go with the full game over, but I'm going to wait and play that in game, try to get a, a six or even a five and a half. You know, an outlier record, Vasilevsky in his career, uh, although we're not going to see him tonight. So we should probably not going to see him anyway. Uh, I, I would expect it. Right. Yeah, Elliot, not- Elliot starting tonight and uh, Vasilevsky will be starting on um, because he started yeah. the night before. So. Yeah, that's I, I still I, I, I was pretty damn sure it was going to be Elliot. So, uh, uh, yeah. So there you go. It is going to be Brian Elliott. So but to keep this in mind, uh, Vassal for the future, Vasilevsky 13 and 0 in the regular season against Detroit. However, he did give up six in the last time he started in that crazy game in Detroit earlier this year where it ended seven, six for the lightning. Uh, which tells you Detroit can hang with this. Detroit could end up, yeah. you know, being a sneaky dog here. And if you don't trust them to win the game in this spot, you could still take plus one and a half, you know, uh, puck line at even money, minus 110. You know, you could do that if you did for a little security. But uh, like I said, I know Tampa's going to be mad. They didn't play well last night. Uh, I absolutely expect. Uh, you know, them to be much better tonight, but I'd take Detroit plus the price before I take Tampa Bay at all tonight in this game uh, and in this spot. So we'll see how this one uh, ends up uh, playing out here. Kucherov again, over shots is worth a look. He keeps on uh, firing a lot of pucks at the net. 
of course, you know, he's always capable of finding the back of the net as well. So uh, definitely wouldn't have an, uh, an issue uh, if you're going to look in that direction from a, a prop standpoint here uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got Minnesota and Buffalo. Uh, on the uh, board, we've got Minnesota minus 210 road favorites, total six and a half here uh, across the board. Back to back on the road for the Wild after a come from behind win against the Flyers uh, last night, 5-4. See if they can uh, carry that performance forward here uh, against the uh, Sabres who uh, snapped their six game losing streak with, I'll be honest, one of their <laughs> one of their best games uh, in a very long time. 5-1 uh, against Toronto. A very impressive game. And the guy in net, Craig Anderson, and the guy who's going to be in net tonight as well for the Sabres, uh, was pretty good uh, in that game against the Leafs. But more than anything, it was a very good, complete team game from the uh, Sabres. You know, Tage Thompson scores a goal again. You know I'm betting that again. You don't even have to ask at this point. Uh, Tage Thompson, anytime goal scorer, even with the Wild putting Kakinen uh, in net tonight, who's been their better goalie uh, of late. Buffalo is at home. I wouldn't expect them to get blanked. Uh, in this game, and there is no greater threat to score a goal for Buffalo these days than the rangy Tage Thompson, who has been just uh, absolutely outstanding. So we're going to keep riding that. Uh, I, I actually jumped in on Kyle Poso in that Leaf game to score. He's actually had a little bit of an offensive thrust and an offensive surge lately in, ter- in the goal-scoring department for the Sabres. So you can still bet him at like plus 350, plus 400. Uh, to score a goal tonight, Kyle Poso. I wouldn't hate that either, you know, if you're going to look at Buffalo in some way. This is a tricky one because I do kind of think Minnesota, the, the team total, which I cashed with last night with them, over three and a half could be worth a look here. Uh, once again, uh, in this game, I think they could hit four goals again. It's probably what I like, but at the same time, would Buffalo ha- hang around in this game? Would it be a shock to you? No, uh, it definitely uh, wouldn't. So I did a Minnesota team total over. Uh, full game over split last night. I'm kind of leaning toward that tonight, although I like the Minnesota team total over more than the full game over. And at the same time, I do think the Sabres, there's a couple of those props that are tantalizing. Even though I think Minnesota, will, I like them to score. I could see if there's if Buffalo's going to get one or two goals, I think it's a really good likelihood you get Tage Thompson scoring one of them and maybe even Ocposo for a little value. Certainly, I wouldn't talk you out of Tuck or Skinner as well, who finally got off the schneid and scored a goal against Toronto the other night. But uh, definitely Tage Thompson is the player to, 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 to target right now and zone in on with this Buffalo team. It's been a terrific run of scoring goals for him lately. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Minnesota Buffalo. This is what I'm just going to watch and play live. I don't really don't have any feel on, on either of these teams right now. The way the Wild have been uh, struggling and something. And yeah, they got the win the, you know last night coming back and, and, and beating Philly without having the, you know, second night of back-to-backs. This is where we start to see the back-to-backs affect teams a little bit, you know, with these condensed, this condensed schedule and, and a lot of these stacked together. And, you know, like I said, you're, you're on the East Coast, you're playing another bad team. Uh, you know, maybe Buffalo jumps out to, to an early lead, just like we saw Philly did last night, and the Wild have to play from behind again. That gets tiring for a team. You know, even though they're one of the best comeback teams in the league, uh, having to play from behind that, that you exert a lot of extra effort if you have to do that night in, night out. So this is one I wanted to see how both teams kind of operate in the first few minutes and probably just look to to kind of pick up this game from a live point of view. All right, Los Angeles, Columbus. We've got the Kings and the Blue Jackets. Uh, Kings minus 140, road favorite, six and a half, the total. You know, I kind of was eyeing maybe back in L.A. in this spot, but last two games I've backed L.A. They've not worked out too well. 
They lose 7 nothing to Boston. I like the way they were going in the Dallas game. They get the first goal early. They have a great start to the game, which is what I expected. And they got out to a 3-1 to lead, probably with about eight minutes to go in the second. And then the dreaded penalty trouble reared its ugly head for the uh, LA Kings. And Dallas capitalized. And next thing you know, they tied it up. And then they got a backbreaker with another man advantage in the final minute to take a 4-3 lead. Radulov scored that goal. And then Dallas pretty much put it on shutdown mode. Uh, in the third period, and Jake Ottinger was pretty solid in net. He settled in after giving up those three goals, and Dallas gets the victory 4-3. So back-to-back losses for the Kings, and also it snaps their road winning streak, uh, that loss to the Dallas Stars as well. But uh, now you've got uh, L.A. looking to bounce back on the road. I think they're better than Columbus. I, I lean Kings, but not at this price. I'm just not interested at minus 140. If it was a little bit better price, maybe i get involved in it. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Merzlikens. Uh, the in net tonight for uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. As far as the Kings, they they've gone back and forth with Quick and Peterson uh, the last couple of games. I would think maybe they're going to go back to Quick tonight, but it, again, it hasn't been confirmed. He's just projected uh, to be the uh, starting goalie uh, as of right now. It's another game where I, I jumped on the over at six. It has moved to six and a half pretty much everywhere. I don't think there's a single book. The Caesars has it at six, but that's heavily juiced. Really, other than that. Most books have moved this to six and a half, and uh, I would still recommend it at six and a half for maybe a little smaller, but I got a bet over six minus 120 uh, overnight, six and a half now. I'd still lean that way, though. I mean, the Kings have gone over in three straight games, uh, eight and two to the over their last 10 games, and you know, you don't need me to tell you what Columbus has been trending like from a totals perspective. There's no doubt they have been scoring goals. They've been giving up goals. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Columbus... You know, they've been scoring three plus, giving up three plus regular regularly uh, as of late. And they've been trending over at a uh, pretty solid clip as well the last uh, 10 games. And believe it or not, with uh, these two uh, teams, uh, more overs than unders the last uh, six head to head meetings with these two teams. So I like there to be goals, believe it or not. And L.A. at the moment, stronger offensively than they are defensively. Right now, they've kind of penalty kills kind of gone downhill a little bit. I like what I'm seeing from up front Kempe and Ayafalo and Kopitar uh, and company are really finding ways to score goals for the Kings at the moment. So I like this this total to go up and over the number here with the Kings and the Jackets and a good prop game here. You know, I think Kempe, you go back to the well with him once again for the LA Kings. For Columbus, Patrick Lyonet, certainly. How do you not uh, look toward him for points and goal score props? And Oliver Bjorkstrand as well. He's starting to get it revved up again for the Jackets. And we know he's a streaky scorer. And Bjorkstrand did a little bit of a lull there, a little bit of a cold streak. But he's starting to fire once again for the Jackets. So Oliver Bjorkstrand, Patrick Lyonet, Adrian Kempe, I think they're all good points and goal score prop uh candidates tonight in this game uh alex what do you think here la and columbus yeah it's another one where you look for the the over live try to get that down to six like you said you, you're able to grab it uh on, on the open and that's something we're gonna have to do with a lot of these columbus totals uh moving forward you have to play them the day before and, and try to get the best of the number because the prices are already going to be you know, you know laying a dollar twenty dollar thirty and then next thing you know it's six and a half or even a seven uh, if they keep it at the pace that they're going right now. And like you said, L.A. is having issues defensively, but they're able to find ways to score too. So if you had to play this at six and a half, uh, I, I would still recommend it. But like I said, I think you'd be able to get this one adjusted as well. I don't think you're going to see a lot of scoring very early. So you should be able to get uh, a six and a dollar 20, just like Ian played. That should be available three or four minutes within the, uh, yeah. the first period. 
Yeah, no question about that. So uh, definitely this is a game where it's a perfect candidate maybe to take your shot that maybe you get that first, I don't know, what is it, five, six minutes scoreless and you'll get a better uh, total or better price and number with that in-game after the first few minutes. Definitely uh, worth your while maybe to see uh, if that indeed does happen. Uh, already, by the way, 163 live viewers here in the chat. Uh, we appreciate that. Make sure you hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so uh, already. Uh, great stuff. All right, next up, we've got Pittsburgh and Carolina. Uh, great matchup here next up. Uh, we've got Carolina, minus 135 home favorites here in Raleigh. Uh, the total uh, in this one currently sitting at six, uh, pretty much uh, across the board. Uh, and actually, it's up to six and a half now uh, in most spots as far as the total is concerned uh, in this game. Uh, I don't know, just a very rare stink fest last night. I guess you could say stink bomb, whatever you want to call it, from the uh, Carolina Hurricanes last night. Uh, not a pretty game for, by their standards against the Washington Capitals. Uh, they lose uh, decisively. Uh, to the uh, cap, give the Capitals credit. Um, unfortunately, a dead wrong side for me uh, with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes as the best bet on the show yesterday. So it is what it is. Take our lumps with it. Uh, give credit where credit's due. Washington, desperate times, rose up, played a good game. And Vitek Vanacek, I didn't think he was going to play that well because we've just seen this guy be so up and down and inconsistent all year. Uh, and he was terrific lately. Uh, or he was terrific last night, I should say, for uh, Washington in that game. Well, Carolina did really start to press Washington pretty well late in that game, latter half of that game, and he stood tall, uh, Vanacek and that, and they got their power play going. I'm going to say this about Carolina, and they've lost two in a row, and it's not just because they've lost two in a row that now we're going to say something negative about them, because really, for the majority of the season, Alex, me, Andrew, Jimmy, People in the chat, everyone I talked to about Carolina, we've all been singing their praises. We've all glowingly raved about Carolina, and rightfully so. They're loaded up front, three strong lines, if not four. One of the best, deepest blue line groups in the entire NHL, one through six, you know, as good as it gets. Frederick Anderson's had a great year in net for the most part for the Hurricanes, and he stayed healthy. But this is something that's going to ruin their season if they don't get this shit cleaned up right now. The penalties. They cannot be taking six, seven penalties a game, and they keep on doing it. And apparently, Rod Brindamore, who's been saying a lot of these penalties, we don't deserve them, and thinks the refs have given the uh, Hurricanes a bad whistle, you know, in a lot of these games this year. Apparently, they don't agree, Rod, because you're still going into the box and taking these penalties. So it's time for him to just kind of pivot a little bit here. And instead of just every time you have a game like last night where you have six or seven penalties and say, oh, the refs, you know, what do we have to do to get a power play? Or what do we have to do to, you know, to get this thing more balanced in terms of the penalties? It's obviously that they're seeing shit that you're doing. You know, it's multiple referees that are seeing it. You could say there's some that you don't deserve. I get it. Every coach feels there's penalties his team doesn't deserve during the course of a game or a season. But now you've got to start saying to yourself, Maybe I've got to get this team to just be a little bit more disciplined, you know, and make sure we're not in the box. We've not taken these hooking penalties, holding penalties, these roughing penalties after the whistle. The, this is the one thing that could sink Carolina. And I know they've got a great special teams, good power play, number one ranked penalty kill in the NHL, which is what's bailed them out, Alex, of all these penalties they've taken. It's because their penalty kill is so damn good, you know, and they haven't paid the price for being in the sin bin for so much uh, during every game. But eventually it's going to hurt you in the playoffs, especially. Better special teams, better power plays, 
better opponents that are going to take advantage of those man advantage spots. You don't want to be taking six, seven penalties a game in the postseason uh, if you're Carolina. So they got to rein this thing in. They got to reel it in right now, clean up the discipline, stay out of the box way more than they have uh, as of late because it's the one fly in the ointment right now for Carolina. It is the one thing that I'm worried about with this team is their lack of discipline and being in the damn box so much. So we'll see if they clean that up. Certainly in this game, Pittsburgh, Carolina, from a spot perspective, good team off a huge win equals maybe a small letdown and a good team off a really bad loss. You know which team I'm always going to lean to in a spot like this, the good team off the bad loss. And for me, that's Carolina here. So I like Carolina minus 130. I'm willing to give them a shot one more game. Pittsburgh's pretty good, and I wasn't going to bet this initially, but we've seen actually some Pittsburgh money. I think people were so impressed with Pittsburgh last night that they bet this thing down just a little bit. But keep in mind, probably a good chance, a reasonable chance that we see Casey DeSmith tonight uh, on the second night of back-to-back games for Pittsburgh. Probably going to see anti-Ronta for Carolina because they're on a back-to-back as well. But Ronta was very sharp in his last start, and I'll give him credit for that. Uh, against uh, Detroit. It was a pretty solid game for him, even though they uh, ended up uh, losing that one. I thought he made still a bunch of good saves uh, in that one. We'll see if he can keep it going here. I think just based on the spot here, uh, I like Carolina to be a lot better, and it's never easy to beat them in Raleigh. So Carolina for me at minus 130, minus 135. Alex, uh, Penguins and Hurricanes. Yeah, I would look at Carolina here at the spot too, and I would play it money line. I would not go regulation because uh, this actually feels like it could be a game that might go in the OT. So maybe look at the, the you know double chance draw and Hurricanes as well, or even take a shot with a draw. Uh, like I said, this is one of those games where both teams you know desperately need points against one another. And this has that feel like it could be a three-point kind of game. It's a Carolina coming off of a bad loss. Pittsburgh team that's finally finding their groove now winning three in a row. Uh, so this should be a, a fun contest. Probably the, one of the most uh, exciting contests to watch tonight. But uh, I'm just going to stay away from this one, laying a dollar thirty-five. maybe able to get a better price live with this, obviously. But uh, it's going to be one I want to watch and, and maybe just observe more than just jump in on. Yeah, uh, definitely. I could see this being a, you know, see how it goes. Come, you know, is Pittsburgh still got a little maybe momentum, if you will, uh, following the big win that they had against uh, Tampa Bay last night? Or is Carolina going to come out a house of fire you know, because of them having a just a pretty bad game by their standards uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. And now they're off consecutive losses. So, yeah, this could be a game where you see how it starts and then make a betting decision in-game live at that point uh, in time. Uh, no question. All right, next up, we've got Dallas and Winnipeg. Uh, we got the Jets now, minus 125. Home favorites here uh, in this game. Total six across the board. Uh just to, to reiterate for Jack, who asked, uh, we believe it's going to be the two backups tonight. Battle of the backups tonight, DeSmith and Ronta uh, in that game, Pittsburgh, Carolina. But again, we, we haven't seen confirmation for either uh, as of yet. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it, as Terry says uh, in the chat. But uh, this one's a really tricky one, Alex. Dallas is playing well. Say what you will, they're finding ways to win games uh, at the moment. They've actually played well, I believe, since the middle of February. They're 12-7, and seven, the Dallas Stars. So they've played well. They're right on the fringe. Of the playoffs, of a playoff spot, they're just behind the two wild card spot teams right now uh, in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, they played well, and uh, you know I bet against them with LA, and they got me four three Dallas. They came back to win that game. Uh, they've, like I said, twelve and seven their last nineteen. Uh, they've won three of their last four. The only loss was a shootout loss to uh, Dallas, or sorry to Nashville. 
Uh, and uh, Dallas has beaten Winnipeg two in a row. Now, both of those were at home and both of those were in overtime. We'll see if they can keep it rolling here. I kind of think Winnipeg would be the lean here for me. Uh, the Jets at home, they're off an 8-4 win against Montreal. They beat Arizona 5-3 before that. Uh, you know, they had a tough road trip, but they were right there with Dallas the last two times they played them in Dallas. Now they get them at home. And by the way, Winnipeg's back to full capacity again, just like Mutt, the other Canadian buildings. So uh, I think you'll get a good effort from the Jets, but I'm done trying to go against Dallas for this point in time. You know, they're playing well. They haven't been as good on the road. We've chronicled that all year. Uh, they're 14 and 10 at home, or they're 20 and 8 at home, and they're just 10 and 15 on the road. The Dallas Stars, that is something you want to keep in mind. They haven't played as well away from Big D, uh, but they are playing well. And to be honest, I think their form's just slightly better than Winnipeg's at the moment. So it's a tough game. I think it's a spot play for Winnipeg, but I think I like the form better for Dallas. So that's going to have me probably passing on the side, although I'm going to pull an Alex here and do something I don't do very often. And that's the draw uh, in this game. Plus 300, plus 320. It's the first thing that stuck out to me. Four straight head-to-head meetings with the Stars and the Jets have gone beyond regulation. You look at Dallas. They're the kings of the one-goal win right now. They've had so many one-goal games that even if you know this uh, game is decided in regulation, it's probably going to be close. It's probably going to be competitive. Uh, it's a very a big game for both of these teams. Uh, the Stars and the uh, Jets uh, both need points, Winnipeg especially, because they're actually behind Dallas in the standings that, you know, you get that tied situation, two minutes to go. Do you want to really risk getting the two points and losing everything? Or do you want to get that point in the bank? Uh, That ends up being the question. And both of these teams, they played tight games repeatedly head to head. So I think the draw definitely is worth a look here in this game at plus 300, even better than that you can get with that draw price in some spots. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Stars and Jets? Yeah, that's the first thing I ran and grabbed this morning was draw plus 305. Uh, like you mentioned, it's been four straight uh, games to go to overtime between these two teams. Dallas has had four of their last six go to overtime. Uh, and this, like I said, these are two teams that need points against one another. They always play each other tight. Uh, I don't see any reason why that would be different here tonight. So uh, plus 305. And, and like I mentioned before, uh, you know, last time I was on, Definitely look for the regulation draw and not the yes/no prop for overtime. I'm seeing more and more of these where the price discrepancy. If you play a yes/no with this, you'd be somewhere in the neighborhood of plus two thirty, plus two forty-five. So don't short yourself fifty or sixty cents to the line. Make sure to play the regulation draw, the three-way draw, as opposed to that yes/no prop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good stuff. We have a Patreon page, someone asking for records and picks and all that. Where we keep track of that there I, on Twitter every day. I'm updating my NHL record for the year, every bet that I make. And it's an email form to subscribers of mine. So that's the uh, that's the documentation right there. I'm sure Alex keeps track of records. Andrew's records are available. Jimmy, everybody. You know, and I post them, my, my personal record every day on Twitter. Win or lose. I've, I've got a losing record posted on Twitter in college basketball. But guess what? I don't care. It's, it's good to be honest. It's good to be forthright. It's good to be transparent. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're, if you're interested in any of that. Uh, and by the way, we don't post records on the screen for our pets on the show because a lot of times I don't actually lock in everything until after the show, believe it or not, closer right. to puck yeah. drop when we get goalie confirmations. And like I say, if people are concerned about documentation, I'm giving out picks every day on this show in audio form. You hearing me is the documentation, all right? That's the documentation. If you, if you, if you really want to track it that closely, the show picks, you can write them down. 
every pick that I mention on the show and track it. There you go. That's my yeah, I feel, like I said, I play everything and, and tweet it out on Twitter as soon as the game starts. Live plays, uh, I usually post on Twitter right after I bet them as well. So, uh, and obviously, there's not a whole lot of tracking systems that work well with live wagering. So I have to just kind of do that by hand over time. But uh, you know, like I said, we all we all diligently you know follow our records and stuff. Like I said, Andrew has them posted. Uh, so that's you know something we have and it's widely available. Like my, one of my colleagues says, uh, Jeff Nadu, you know, it's uh, I do a million shows a day. There's the documentation. All right. Then I give picks on all of them. There's the, there's yeah. a documentation. If you're yeah. interested, there you go. Uh, great stuff, though. We appreciate the question, though. It is a good question. But uh, yeah. And uh, on Twitter at Bobano, you'll see my records daily uh, in every sport. Full records, full transparency. So there you go. All right. Great stuff. Um, keep hitting that like button. 190 live viewers. I Trying to find out what the – because I know we have – one. there it is, Vegas and Anaheim. I almost blanked on what the uh, final game was, or I lost it on my screen there. Vegas and Anaheim here, the uh, final game uh, on this uh, Friday night card. We've got uh, Vegas, uh, minus 120, uh, road favorites here uh, in this game against the uh, Anaheim Ducks total uh, in this one currently, uh, five and a half, six in some spots. So uh, make sure you shop around. Try to find the uh, best of the number. It is six right now at uh, DraftKings, so – Obviously, if you like the under, you're going to get a good number there at our friends with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, for the total in this Vegas Anaheim game. This is a tricky one, Alex, because Vegas off the loss to Boston last night. I expect a better performance from them. It should be Brossois probably uh, in net tonight uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and uh, when you look at it, uh, he's capable. We know that. Now he's been up and down, but that's what you get when you have your number two goalie uh, in net. I kind of feel like Vegas plays better tonight. They they know they 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 need points right now. I think they're better than Anaheim still. I'm leaning Vegas, but I'm staying off. I mean, I, I'm not going to lay a price with them on the road with how shorthanded they are with Pacioretty still out, Stone still out, Yanmark still out, Martinez still out. I mean, it is still very much a shorthanded, a little bit of a depleted roster for the Golden Knights. The problem with Anaheim that I have is I don't like the way they're defending right now. I don't. You know, it feels like they're they're having to go into a situation where they've got to outscore teams. And Raymond's talking about Ducks money line and over five and a half. It's definitely a correlated game. I think if Anaheim's going to win, they're going to have to score, uh, and it probably goes over. If Vegas is going to win, look, we saw it last night against Boston. They're trying to keep it low scoring. That game, sadly for underbetters, it only went over because of some empty net shenanigans uh, in the final four or five minutes of that game. It looked like it was going to cruise under the total, and then it just blew up you know, with a bunch of goals in the final five minutes. But that was an under pace. That was definitely an under game for over two periods. So, and that's the way Vegas wants to keep it right now. Grind the thing down. You know, they've, they've got some key pieces offensively that are out of the lineup for them right now. Rely on a good structured team game defensively. Um, so that's the way they want to win. So I don't have a strong take on this game one way or the other. Uh, Jack Eichel to score a goal. Credit, credit to Jimmy Murphy, who uh, recommended that yesterday. Uh, like in that goal score prop, he's a streaky player. He could he, and he's easily the guy that's the most dangerous player at the moment now with the injuries for Vegas. So you could look at a Jack Eichel goal score prop here uh, in this game for Anaheim. I'd look at Terry Raquel and Zegras. Those are the three guys I target. Raquel's been great. I cashed a goal score prop with him against Boston. Trevor Zegras, I also had him that game for a goal score prop because I think he was due to get off the schneid. He did. He scored the game winner on the power play in the final minute. And Troy Terry, it's never going to be a horrible bet or a horrible choice to take him to score a goal. So that's what I would look at. More of a prop game for me 
uh, than a side or a total bet. Uh, I'd look at Eichel for the Knights. I'd look at probably that trifecta, uh, Raquel, Terry, and Zegris, goal score point props for the Anaheim Ducks. Big rest advantage for Anaheim, no question. Uh, they are definitely the rested team. Situational spot advantage for Anaheim, for sure. It's a good game to break down because you can make cases for both teams, situationally and obviously matchup-wise, momentum-wise, all that stuff. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Vegas, Anaheim? Yeah, it's a pass for me. I mean, Vegas, obviously, the track record they have with Anaheim is great, 19-4, last 23 meetings. But uh, like I said, it's a, it's a big rest spot for Anaheim, and this is a, a big game for them, being at home, playing a division opponent. Like I said, we talked about how tight this division race is. Uh, this is a game where they definitely need to get a, a win. And this is, you know, one of those games, like I said, I emphasized with a couple teams last night. You need two points here. This is one, you know, you want to settle this within 60 minutes. Don't give, especially, obviously, a division opponent. You don't want to give them an extra point. So this is this is a big step up for Anaheim. I think if they're going to be one of those teams hanging around this race, this is a game they got to get in, in hand tonight. So I lean with Anaheim, but I'm not going to make an official play. All right, good stuff. Uh, live betting, would there be anything that would interest you? Live betting? Um, yeah, may, like I say, yeah, this is probably one I want to you know kind of kind of get a, a feel of the pace of the game. Uh, and like I said, this could be one where you know Vegas tends like, to kind of keep things a little low scoring, so maybe wait for that number to drop. You can grab a four and a half or something. We I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see this maybe be a scoreless first, and then we see a bunch of goals in the second. So. Yeah, that could be the case. Could be a slow start. We'll see if that's indeed the uh, the case here in uh, this uh, particular game. Uh, no question with the Golden Knights and Ducks. Uh, interesting handicap, though, because, again, it's definitely rested team Anaheim, a little, much healthier team Anaheim, but uh, and probably maybe you probably close the gap on Vegas because of Vegas's injuries, but Vegas wasn't thrilled with their performance against Boston. We'll see. They, they talked about wanting to step up tonight, be better. We'll see if they're able to do that tonight against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, great stuff uh, with Alex B. Smith for the Friday uh, NHL card. So here's the way it's going to work this weekend. I believe it's going to be me and Vito. Uh, on, it will be me and Vito for sure, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we don't have any other special guests this weekend. I didn't schedule any. Uh, it's just one of those, you know, it was so busy. I didn't get around to that, seeing if about a special guest for Saturday. And I've been doing that the last few. So we're opening up the ice guys show for tomorrow to any viewer or listener that wants to join Vito and I, you know, and, uh, anybody, you know, send me a DM. You want to appear on the show, help us break down the Saturday NHL card. You are welcome to join us. So, uh, anybody that wants to join us on the show, it's noon Eastern, uh, 11 AM central, 9 AM Pacific. Uh, Saturday, it'll be me and Vito, uh, and anyone that wants to join us. Well, one spot because uh, we're gonna have just three people tomorrow. But one spot uh, for a special guest to join us. Uh, just send me a DM, and uh, if you're interested in joining Vito and I on the Saturday Ice Guys show to help us break down the card, uh, we will uh, bring you in uh, and have you join us tomorrow uh, on the Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Yeah, I was wondering what that sound was in the background. It's like, was that a train coming in near? No, yeah, they, no, there's, there's, they're working on an apartment <laughs> next door and, and one like two two spots over above me. So I've been drilling like that for the last couple of days. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, I kind of figured there's probably some maintenance going on close by. That's, that's exactly the case. All right, before we get to best bets uh, to wrap up this Friday edition uh, of uh, the Ice Guys show, of course, want to mention uh, DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, official uh, sports betting partner of both the uh, NHL uh, and uh, the NBA. Uh, of course, they've been great uh, with us here uh, at uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, no question uh, about that. Uh, and uh, definitely uh, – 
you know, a good thing that, uh, that we have them on board. But NBA, uh, obviously, uh, take advantage of that opportunity there. You bet just $1 on any NBA team, $150 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state. You can still play for huge cash prizes with daily DraftKings Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers free shot. Millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN uh, and take advantage of that uh, offer. Uh, NBA and, and NHL uh, get involved with DraftKings. Uh, must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Uh, jurisdiction and restrictions do apply. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific gaming resources. Uh, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap up the Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bets? We're going to go with uh, Dallas and Winnipeg on the draw. We had that as a best bet winner uh, the last time these two met up. I'm going to go right back with it. Uh, Stars and Jets. Plus 305 is the number I got. Like I said, shop around. You can find anywhere from plus 300 to plus 320. Uh, we've seen four straight draws. We're hoping to make it five in a row with Washington, Winnipeg, I'm sorry, and Dallas uh, for my best bet. Oh, uh, best bet uh, for uh, Wash, uh, for uh, Dallas and Winnipeg draw. Plus 305, best bet uh, for Alex B. Smith uh, on that. All right, my best bet for this uh, card uh, on this uh, Friday, uh, it's going to be – I'm going to – Good call there. I think someone's reading my mail here. Uh, Yogi in the chat. New Jersey Devils team total over two and a half. I love the number. Love the value. Even if the mighty Igor Shesterkin is in that. I think they get to three goals. They've scored three goals or more in every game since the break. I like where they're at offensively. They're clearly better offensively than defensively right now, the, Jet, uh, the, the Devils. And each of the last three or four times they've played the Rangers, they've scored at least three goals, including the last time they faced Shesterkin. They got three goals against him, and that's all I need. So uh, New Jersey Devils team total over two and a half uh, for my best bet for this Friday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, hit the like button uh, on the way out. 200 live viewers. Great, uh, great numbers we're doing on the YouTube channel. It's got to be said, we're over 2,000 subscribers on the channel now. We're well into 1,200 1500 daily video views i mean it's been really great to see and we appreciate the growth and it's all thanks to those of you that are devoted viewers and listeners uh, of the ice guys we appreciate it uh, very much uh, we will be back with you tomorrow uh noon eastern for a saturday edition of the ice guys me Vito, renus vitalins uh from our latvian friend joining me as well and make sure you send a DM to me if you want to join us as a special guest for any viewer or listener that wants to hop on and join us tomorrow on the Saturday edition uh, of the Ice Guys at noon Eastern. Uh, great stuff. Uh, reminder that the Ice Guys podcast, make sure you download and listen to that when you can't watch the show live. The Ice Guys is live Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.